in all her grace family what's going on i'm so excited and i'm sure you know why this is the final episode of season one of the podcast we're at episode 10 oh my goodness i am so excited that would have meant that i would have completed one whole season of in all her grace I'm proud. (laughs) I'm excited. And for all the listeners that have been sticking through episode after episode with me, I'm glad you're listening in to the very final episode of the season. I've noticed that a lot of my listeners, because I do kind of do a little social media audit and see kind of like where my listeners are coming from. A lot of you all are based in the United States. About 4% is based in Canada, and then I have like a 10% in Germany. Hello, what's going on? Hi to all of you in all these places. And, oh my gosh, I have a leading amount. About 50% of my audience is also in Jamaica, my lovely, lovely home. Great to have you all here, and I'm excited to close out this season and then resume... I don't know if I'll give myself a break, but I will be resuming with season two very soon after. This episode today is all about making your worth known and making it count. After all, yesterday's price is not today's price. I don't know who needs to hear that, but don't sell yourself short in anything you do. When you think about the word mastery or expertise, a lot of people think years, like, "Mm, I would have had to be five years in or 10 years in for this to be considered, you know, experience level 101 for me to have been considered a master at this, you know? I beg to differ. I completely disagree. I think a year's worth of experience can actually surmount to being more than someone that's probably been in the industry for two or three years. It's the quality of those experiences that should count, which is why I also disagree with the working system and, you know, the the job descriptions where they say only five plus experience. Hmm. Okay, that's great. Good starter. I guess that narrows down a lot of people, but it also narrows down a lot of people who probably worked hours upon hours on projects in one year that would have facilitated them a world of experience just the same. Anyway, that's just my two cents, but I really think it should be worth exploring the levels of opportunity and experience that one would have undergone in a year versus in five years and compare the two because you know one year does not negate you from having you know a quality level of experience and i mean in the world of entrepreneurship i think it really comes down to the due diligence of the founder or entrepreneur as they decide to showcase their product or service Because a product in its beta testing years, mm, I wouldn't say or presume that an entrepreneur would delegate that product being the top of the line, world class, no recalls. You know, that takes experience before you can actually stamp approval that that product is 
you know, the best. Um, so we don't want to lie to any consumers or anyone that might be interested in our products or services, but be confident. If you have run enough beta testing and done enough research on your product and you want to declare it as the best, then do that. But make sure you are prepared for the repercussions if anything should go wrong. Same and likewise with services. I think if you are at least two years in, expertise can be considered pretty valuable. And of course, it does go back to the honor and rapport of the individual offering these services because I wouldn't suggest that you just go with the first person that says they're an expert, but do the research, see the clients they've worked with, see the testimonials that may have come back. You'd be surprised, you know, someone who was probably 10 years in the game might have little to any testimonials versus someone who was like three years in the game and pretty savvy with the work that they do. Definitely consider those things as you expound on your worth and as you set your price. I really feel as though we should really consider the the price points too that we are offering today. In a lot of ways, yesterday's price is really not today's price because a lot of things have gone skyrocket hot. Like we are not paying the same prices that we used to for many things. Hence, services and products, those prices have to go up too. When you think of the law of demand and supply, I mean, if you've ever taken an economics class, you know that there are certain things that cause prices to change. The cost of things are impacted by the demand, right? We know this. So why should a business still be offering their product or service at the very same price that they were offering it at in, let's say, 2019? Let's just think about it. Think about all the new and latest expenditures that we've had to undertake in the past two years to become this new level of socially savvy, digitally friendly, tech advanced. Those are investments that entrepreneurs and founders and CEOs have had to make to make their business profitable or to keep up with the times. Hence, a price increase should really not be that scary. And that's simply because most people in business do their research. We see how consumers are now operating and are now facilitating, you know, a means to an end. Hence, we also have to keep up with the cost or the prices to achieve such things. And so, know your worth. Set a price, but feel free to fluctuate with that price as well. You know, as you consider different clients and their circumstances, you might be able to come up with a package that works best for them. But never, ever sell yourself short. I was actually speaking to a friend of mine a few weeks ago, and we were just talking about how oftentimes people want to change their price because they're like, mm, maybe people won't be able to afford it. But I mean, that's kind of self-sabotage in a lot of ways, thinking that you're not worth that amount. You're definitely worth that amount. You're definitely worth that amount. And so don't ever reconsider your price based on someone's willingness or ability to pay. Unless, of course, they're need or die circumstances that will influence such decision. 
Chances are, though, that person is just not your client. If they're coming to you and asking you to reduce your prices significantly or give a 50% off or, I'm oh, I'm not paying that. That's too pricey. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's probably just not your client. And I've had to have many conversations as such. Really and truly, the reverse is also true because not all money is good money. And I've had to really come to terms with that. I will never work with someone that's obnoxious just because they pay well. It's just not worth my mental health. It's just not worth my time or my due diligence to follow through. So I'll be happy to tell somebody we can't work together, even if they're the highest paying, high dollar value client. And so there are many things that go into knowing your worth. It's not always about the price. It's also about that connection and the community that you're developing as you develop rapport with various clients. Some people aren't your clients, not just because they can't pay, but because they can't pay for your emotional well-being either as you work together. I really, really hope that this episode was worthwhile to you as you think through some of the price points that you're setting in your life today, whether for your products or services or just for your emotional well-being. With that being said, I think this is a great way to end season one, episode 10. This has been a wonderful, wonderful ride. I've loved every moment of sharing with you all and I'm stoked, super excited, fully, fully charged up for season two. All right, sneak peek. Season two is going to have a theme surrounding love and relationships and, you know, the impact of those two things on work. And I really hope that we can get really deep and talk a little bit about, you know, love and, you know, how that works and kind of how that shows up as we maneuver this life and as we work through the different things in our world, right? Anyway, I have to go. I have a lot on my plate for this week and I'm happy to be finishing off with you all strong. I hope to see you all on social platforms at inallhergrace.co on Instagram. And of course, feel free to send me a direct message or reach out or, you know, simply send an email. Really excited to be here with you all. And I hope you have a wonderful and blessed week. And don't forget to live a grace filled life. See you.